Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Evmos Community Call. Let's take a listen. All right, everybody. Federico's going to be joining us in just a minute here. Uh, when, As he uh, gets ready to join us, can I see a show of hands? Can I get some emojis in the crowd to make sure you guys are all awake with me today? Now we got people calling in from all over the world today. Uh, so I want to make sure you guys are awake. Everybody awake out there? Let me see. Let me see those hands. Let me see the peace signs. There we go. Awesome. We're stoked to have you all with us today. Uh, and on that note, I'll go ahead and pass it over. Uh, or, or Yeah, we've, we've got Federico here. And so, Federico, how, how are you doing today? Hey, all good. Sorry, I was uh, interviewing a candidate um, uh, for engineering position. So, and was running a bit late. So, if you want to have a call with, with us, with the rest of the team, and join our amazing engineering team and have the opportunity to speak um, here. Uh, yeah, give us a shout and uh, we'll schedule a call with you. Awesome news. Love, love to hear that the Evmos team is, is expanding. Uh, I'm curious, what, what roles are you guys hiring for, Federico? What, which kind of people should be applying? Yeah, so we're, we're hiring from uh, business development. If you want to work uh, closely with Liam, with emceeing this call, um, also uh, developer relations, core engineers, uh, full stack engineers, operations, think head, head of people, marketing, pretty much everything. So if you go to our website, you can also have more information about the positions that we're hiring for. Awesome. Super, super great to hear. And I know we've, we've already been speaking to a handful of community members that might be joining the team in the coming weeks and months, which is exciting to see. And, and hopefully we get even more of Mosians uh, on, on, on the team uh, in the weeks to come. Um, on that note, I, I do want to dive into our agenda for today, though. Uh, we've got a, a decent amount to cover uh, from a couple of governance proposals that have gone up. To the the to just general events that are happening, um, and then we're gonna touch on the V8 upgrade, uh, touch a little bit on our grants program, and then have Q and A as usual to answer all of your guys's burning questions. Uh, first up on the governance side, uh, Federico, would uh, would you like to touch a little bit on the the covalent pre proposal uh, for their one million wallets hackathon? Yeah, definitely. Um, so there has been um, pre-proposal. I think it has been created already on Commonwealth um, for the one million watts hackathon that is uh, organized by Covalent. Um, remember that Covalent um, has been helping the Evmos community since the beginning, closely working with um, applications and other uh, node infrastructure providers. Um, so yeah, uh, they have this 
one million watts hackathon where users uh sorry developers will be able to deploy smart contracts on evmos and use covalent uh on evmos um so yeah Awesome. That that's super exciting, and and uh, this seems to align pretty well with the uh, the Evmos Momentum Hackathon as well, um, which means if if I'm understanding correctly, that uh, developers can build something using Covalence API, uh, be eligible for winning a prize through the Covalent Hackathon, and then they're also eligible for the Evmos Momentum Hackathon sponsored by Hobby. That is that correct? Federico? Yeah, you Am can I understand that right. Yeah. Pretty much familiar applications for all the hackathons that we're running. Um, so it's a great opportunity to get started with Evmos and also use unique functionalities that we are offering um, that make us completely different than any other EVM chain. And I'm uh, really excited to be talking about that also after the after this with the V8 upgrade. But yeah, the Huawei Momentum Hackathon for the ones who just like a friendly reminder. Uh, um, we are hosting a Twitter space on this uh, on Thursday. Um, if you follow the Huawei Incubator account, you can get more uh, info. Um, and then we also have like a 5K, sorry, 5K, a 500K um, prize pool. And I think it's in USDC and Evmos tokens. Um, yeah. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and and we'll uh, we'll we'll likely have an uh, article coming out with some updates about the Evmos Momentum Hackathon later this week. Um, but awesome to hear about the Covalent Hackathon. I know a lot of teams have already been using Covalent. Uh, one of the biggest questions we get is is the graph supported on Evmos? And unfortunately, the host service does not support Evmos. Uh, you can run your own graph indexer if you would like, uh, which some teams like Diffusion I know have done. Um, but Covalent is a great option for many others that want to use you know, APIs right out of the box. Um, and I, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but having spoken to the Covalent team in the last couple of weeks, they've got some very exciting products that are going to be coming out in the next month or two, um, which I think a lot of you guys are going to get excited about as well. Um, you know, it just really opens up the abilities for you guys to do more data analytics with Evmos um, and, and kind of integrate that into your applications, which should be great. So super awesome that we've got the hackathon coming up, which will align with those product announcements as well. Uh, next up on the agenda, um, we've got gravity incentives for diffusion. Um, so we're going to get uh, we're, we're going to try and tag a Twitter post here shortly about this, um, but there's been a lot of discussion just in our Telegram and in Discord as well as Commonwealth about getting incentives going for additional bridges. Um, so for those of you who aren't aware, um, we, you know, we, we were really leveraging Nomad as a canonical bridge for Evmos, um, but with the recent uh, Nomad exploit, uh, the Evmos team has taken a bit of a step back and said, hey, you know, we're going to leave it to uh, application developers and, and, you know, the ecosystem to use whichever bridge they feel most comfortable with. And so there is this proposal that's out there. And, and Federico, would you like to touch a little bit more just on how you're thinking about bridging, you know, different bridges that um, you see coming over and, and supporting the ecosystem and, and kind of where diffusion fits or where uh, gravity fits into that? Yeah, so um, quick reminder to everyone, um, we discussed about this in our last calls. Um, 
the the team will be taking more like a bridge agnostic approach uh, when it comes to bridging. Um, and so Gravity has been supporting the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, he myself work on the code base when I joined uh, the Cosmos ecosystem when it was called before Gravity was Peggy. So um, I had also I have also contributed a little bit to that effort. Um, and yeah, uh, Gravity Bridge has been one of the two major app chains that are specifically targeting bridging. Um, one of them is Axelor and the other one is uh, Gravity Bridge. Um, so through IVC, you can transfer all these assets from from sorry from Gravity and uh, connected from Ethereum and other sources to Evmos and then to the EVM, of course. Um, yeah. Awesome. And and for projects that are out there, uh, I'm I'm curious both from like. Developers that are out there that are looking to leverage bridges, how should they be thinking about it? And for bridges that are thinking about joining the Evmos ecosystem, how should they be thinking about that decision as well? Yeah, so the, the first thing is to uh, reach out to Liam um, here on, on on Telegram or on uh, Twitter. And he can put you in contact with the relevant applications that you might want to provide, like liquidity incentives or in general providing. Uh, bridge services to certain types of applications. Um, we are happy to provide those introductions, but as I said before, we are uh, working towards like a more neutral approach towards bridging. Um, but yeah, as I said, happy to provide those uh, intros. Awesome. Yep. And and yes, for those of the, you that want to reach out to me, uh, you know, you guys can, uh, you know, DM me on, on Twitter. My handle is at Liam Dig. Um, or if you have my contact on any other platforms, feel free to reach out to me. Um, no, that's exciting. And, and especially just kind of given the, the devastation that a lot of applications faced uh, with, you know, the deep pegging of mad assets. Um, you know, it's, it's great to see players like Diffusion and hopefully many other bridges bring over incentives to the FMOS ecosystem uh, to really get that liquidity coming back over and, and you know, restarting these these applications that have uh, for so long been involved in supporting the FMOS ecosystem. Um, on that note, um, you know, next up in, in our agenda, we did have the, uh, the Hobby Momentum Hackathon. Um, Federico did touch on it a little bit, so I'll, I'll keep a short summary as well. Um, but we've got a third Twitter space happening uh, this Thursday. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and pin a tweet here very shortly. Um, and, you know, we would love to have you guys come out. Uh, Hobie has done an amazing job putting uh, this event together. Um, it's going on this entire month of August. We've already got a couple dozen uh, projects that have applied to the hackathon. Uh, and we've got, uh, I think I saw that we just crossed 100 draft projects that have also uh, started to get involved in, in kind of the, the dev post forum. Um, once again, this hackathon is open to all projects, regardless of whether or not you started development before the hackathon began on August 1st. Um, and so if any of you guys are developers out there building cool things that you guys would like to bring over to the Evmos ecosystem, I strongly recommend you guys check out um, uh, check out this hackathon and, and apply because that prize pool is pretty juicy. 
Um, on that note, I want to pass it back over to you, Federico, though, about the V8 upgrade. Uh, can you share a little bit more about just kind of what's coming in the V8 upgrade and, and why we should be excited for it? Oh, apologies, I was muted. Um, yeah, so the V8 upgrade. Um, yeah, for the ones that do remember, we had a security patch upgrade um, on V7, which was like a week or two weeks ago. I don't remember. There's so many, so many things happening lately. Um, but yeah, that that contained a few, uh, like the security upgrade and additional like uh, minor changes on on Etherment. And now the uh, V8 upgrade, which was the original V7 plan upgrade uh, before before we had uh, received the report from the security vulnerability. Uh, that was almost ready uh, is contains the uh, fee split module. So the fee split module, what it allows, and, and what's great about this is that now every time that you as a user will interact with that application, uh, decentralized application on Edmos, um, fifty percent of the transaction fees that you pay uh, will go directly to fund uh, the development team. So developers will be able to register their projects and start earning 50% of every transaction fee. And this is huge because this completely changed the paradigm of how these applications get funding in the first place. Um, before that, an application had to go through a fundraising process by, uh, you know, uh, uh, like having a token and then like selling it to institutional investors or to the community, doing an IEO, et cetera. Or, uh, or also going through a grants program, which we also offer uh, through the Evmos Foundation. But now the main thing is that they can have liquid Evmos tokens available from day one uh, by just simply deploying to Evmos and getting traction by having all these users interact with, with their applications. Um, and this is huge. This is gonna be enabling um, not only our great developer community, but also the users um, that can be already incentivized through transaction fees, uh, sorry, through incentivized contracts in the same way that osmosis uh, can incentivize our peoples. So you can create this like positive reinforcement of developers uh, getting the transaction fees um, with, so that they can earn liquid Evmos tokens. And then you have the, uh, the users that are incentivized through these incentivized smart contracts that are approved by you, by the community through governance. Awesome, no, that, that's super exciting. And is there a timeline for when uh, V8 will be live and, and uh, when this functionality of P-Splits will be available to developers? Yeah, so in terms of the timeline, what we're looking at right now, the proposal for the upgrade has already been um, submitted to the testnet. So uh, I think the uh, let me let me look into the uh, proposal itself, but uh, I think it's scheduled for a day or two from now. Um, yeah, uh, high four million six hundred thousand, um, which is in around one day. <clears throat> from now. So in one day from now, um, all of you who have smart contracts or are 
running a validator on the testnet or any um, or, or you have your wallets connected to the Evmos testnet, we'll be able to test out this functionality. You'll be able to register your smart contracts for your projects. Um, and it's particularly important to register the ones that are user-facing. And then every time a user that interacts with that contract, there'll be you will be getting 50% of those transaction fees. And, uh, and this is an important clarification. I want to stop here for a second. Um, it's not that you as a user are paying 50% extra on top of the transaction fees. It's just that the 100% of the transaction fee is now split 50-50 between the validators and the developer. So we're really creating like positive um, uh, economic alignment between like all the different users. And this is part of our token model. And with this, um, I think there's only one item, which is a uh, fee rebate for uh, IBC relayers. Um, but this is the almost the last item that we had uh, outlined in our uh, token model. Very interesting. And and for developers that want to take advantage of these fee splits, how do they go about it? Do they just deploy their contract and automatically they're good? You you mentioned something about registering their contract. Do you, is there like a guide that people can follow for those that want to take advantage of this feature? Yes, there will be relevant documentation on how to do this on mainnet and testnet. And also in the dashboard, um, you will be able to log in um, with your wallet and register the smart contracts that you have deployed. Awesome. Uh, that yeah, so it'll be uh, you, like a nice UI so that you can um, to, you can submit the transaction using uh, MetaMask or any um, Ethereum-compatible wallet and uh, soon Kepler as well. Um, yeah, you'll be able to do all that and of course the the command line interface, which is like the the one provided by the by the daemon. Cool. No, that uh, that's exciting, um, and and definitely looking forward to. So, if if you said that you know testnet goes live in a couple of days, um, then does that mean mainnet will go live uh, if everything goes well next week, or or is there a different time people should expect it? Yeah. So the main. The, we are, I think we scheduled the uh, main upgrade for Friday next week. So on the 26th of August, because um, we want to have like ample time, at least a week and a half to like test all this functionality, stress test the network with, um, with this model, which is particularly tricky because you, you are now affecting all the, like how the fees, how fees work on, on the application level. So, um, so yeah, we wanted to have like additional time um, to test this functionality. Cool, no, to totally makes sense, especially whenever uh, funds are at, at stake, it's always important to get that, that extra time for testing. But no, that'll be super exciting because by the time we have our weekly call next week, that proposal for mainnet will be live. Um, and then the following week, people will actually be able to try it out. Yeah, um, these, uh, this implementation has been like already, uh, we did an internal audit um, about this and has been uh, thoroughly tested by like integration tests and all that. So um, we, uh, we actually took the time 
we took the time, like, especially with this functionality to make sure that this is not something that is left for like, we're not giving any chances for like bugs here. Um, so here we're like implementing the best engineering procedures to ensure that um, all the, cover, the the corner cases are covered. Um, yeah, awesome, great, great to hear. Um, and and you know, with V eight, then the question becomes: Okay, well, what about V nine? Is there anything that you're able to share about what to expect? Um, in, in the V9 release after V8? Yeah, so uh, I can share like a little bit about like what's next on Evmos and on the Roman. Uh, and this is like a continuous, uh, a continuous uh, exercise that we're doing uh, internally in the company and with the help of the rest of the community, what we're, um, the comments I'm, like we're receiving on Twitter and Discord, et cetera. Um, so with B9, it will be like mostly a um, like a, like an upgrade that will uh, include changes to the Cosmos SDK. Uh, more particularly, the Cosmos SDK now released the 0.46 upgrade, which has a lot of breaking changes. Um, it introduces no new functionality in the transaction life cycle, um, and as well as some um, improvements to the Tenderman core consensus engine. And um, yeah, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Notional team and Jacob here that have been also helping out. And not only Evans, but the rest of the Cosmos changed to, to upgrade to this newer version. Um, so the next version B9 will contain uh, these changes. Um, we want to have an isolated release for for the um, I guess like uh, the changes that are related to to these release on Cosmos SDK because the the amount of changes is quite quite big and so we don't want to mix in uh, these upgrade from these all these dependencies with custom functionalities because uh, of course we want to reduce the risk of the, uh, the network having any suffering any damages because of this. So we're not introducing new functionality on this upgrade, but we're adding adding all these um, adding all these like logic from the Cosmos SDK. Awesome, super then, super exciting to hear. Yeah, and also like you wanted to give like okay, so like now I mean. It's BN. It's a huge uh, improvement. Uh, it has all these changes to the um, to the fee split mechanism and how transactions fees are processed, especially for for developers. Then uh, Cosmos SDK dependency upgrade, and then what's next? I mean, what will make you excited about Evmos? Uh, and I think like I've mentioned this in the past, um, we are working. Uh, on a specification of liquid staking, but what is important, like what is particularly different about our implementation of the liquid staking, is that it's also enabling uh, smart contracts to stake, which is something that is not possible at the moment. Um, so, um, and to give some context, like, and, and I'm going to be. A more technical here. Uh, Cosmos SDK has 
modules that implement application specific logic on top of the uh, on, on top of Tendermint, basically. So if you want to build like custom functionality, for example, on the Cosmos SDK, you have the staking log, the staking module for all the proof of stake. Then you have governance to submit all the proposals. Uh, we built the EVN module to handle all the state transitions for state transitions for smart contract. So these are pretty isolated. So how do we enable the staking logic or a smart contract that lives inside the EVM um, to communicate and uh, in this case, uh, to communicate with another module, in this case, for example, staking. And what we're doing in particular is refactoring the entire uh, EVM module so that we can create stateful pre-compile contracts. So what's a pre-compile contract, uh, you might be asking yourself. A pre-compile contract is, as the name says, a contract that is pre-compiled before the network is started. So on Ethereum, there are like a few pre-compiled contracts that serve mostly as stateless contracts to run some um, like cryptography, func cryptography functionality, et cetera. But if you wanna add pre-compile contract to serve as a, so you have these address spaces, like for example, you can have like the zero, zero X, zero, 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 et cetera, one, that could be one pre-compile contract specifically allocated to that address space. Hey everybody, so sorry about, uh, about the last Twitter space. Uh, unfortunately, Twitter crashed on my phone, but uh, we're, we're back and we're just gonna give it a minute for people to trickle back in. Um, and then Federico will be able to share, uh, uh, continue sharing, uh, you know, more about pre-compiles and everything to look forward to in Evmos land. Oh man, I was so like explaining all these like technical concepts for the audiences so they can like understand everything and just like look at my phone and then I see um, just like these Twitter spaces has ended. It's like, oh damn, how long have I been talking alone? Um, but all good, all good. Uh, we're we're giving people like a few, like one minute or so to to get back into the to the Twitter space, and then I can continue my my I guess my my uh, my talk about technical concepts that will also be super relevant for audiences uh, and developers build new functionalities on on Evmos. Cool, yeah, I, I, I think I can continue talking now that we have like more people that have joined in the past minute. Um, yeah, so quick recap, I was explaining how after the next release, we're also gonna be focusing on some major changes on the EVM module. Um, and also like implementing liquid staking. But the main the main difference that we are enabling is implementing custom pre-compile contracts. Um, so pre-compile contracts, I was explaining before, is uh, this concept of contracts that are, have been initialized into specific address spaces. So for example, the 0x0001 address to, uh, is specifically allocated to one stateless, so it doesn't run any state transition uh, contract on Ethereum. Uh, 
Um, so what we're enabling right now on the EVM is running stateful smart contracts. What this enables, uh, this will enable smart contracts on Evros to talk to custom functionality, uh, to custom modules on um, on Evmos. So for example, you could send an IVC transfer directly by calling the uh, 0x010 um, address on Evmos, and then like you will automatically submit an IVC transfer um, using like, for example, an ERC20 that has been registered. So this reduces the overhead also for uh, end users to convert their ERC20 tokens. Uh, this, this is one concrete example. You could use Evmos as a router uh, serving like the entire interchain uh, and making Evmos into the main EVM hub, connecting the EVM ecosystem with the rest of Cosmos. And of course, you can also integrate this functionality with the staking logic. So you can enable, you can allow a smart contract, um, any smart contract. Imagine that you deposit your tokens as a TVL. The smart contract through governance, if if the if the contract has like governance functionality embedded, or like a governance token where you can vote on certain uh, things on the on the smart contract and how like you can have like the same governance logic implemented as smart contract. You could, for example, like stake those tokens have been used as TVL and, and create some sort of like liquid staking functionality, uh, sorry, uh, superfluid staking functionality. And you can enable like anyone uh, just using a smart contract to stake and uh, to stake the tokens. And um, if we combine that with liquid staking, we have a mechanism that is creating additional liquidity for everyone uh, not only end users, but also for smart contracts and projects. Uh, and this is going to be huge because it's enabling use use cases that hasn't been like we haven't even thought about. Uh, and they're going to be like awesome projects um, that will be created using this custom functionality. Um, and this is something that we're very passionate about. This is like the Evmos vision in some way that we want to have. We want to enable like awesome applications, and to uh, and to have awesome applications be deployed at Evmos, we need to be uh, like the enablers of those use cases. Um, Evmos is not working on like application specific use cases because we are like a neutral blockchain um, that has a stainless like an EVM on top of it that supports smart contracts, but we want these applications and projects to have as like as much possibilities to build awesome use cases that serve the interchain ecosystem. And yeah, that's uh that's one of the main things that we're working on: liquid staking together with stateful recompile contracts to enable new and awesome use cases for Evmos and the rest of Cosmos. Um, and this is going to be big. This is going to be big. Super exciting. And I, I know you mentioned uh, liquid staking a couple of times in there, and, and we've got a lot of you know community members just asking about liquid staking as well, especially given the high APYs on staking right now for Evmos. Um, staking is definitely top of mind for people, um, but I know there's a lot of, of desire to have optionality to still be able to use those staked tokens and other DeFi applications. So 
overall sounds sounds super exciting though. Awesome. On on that note, I um, I think we're pretty much wrapped up with with our agenda. Federico, is there anything else on your mind that you wanted to talk about here? Otherwise, we'll go ahead and open up to uh, Q and A. I think, um, yeah, I think that's it for now. Um, I mean, I can, I can also write a, a Twitter thread about like what we're doing. If that that's more helpful to people that maybe missed some of the, um, some of the functionalities. Um, sorry, so some of the components that I just mentioned, uh, liquid staking, and some of the uh stateful pre-compiled contracts and i can also yeah i'll also give you more updates on something that we're planning on um later this week awesome all, all great news on that note i, I do want to open it up to q a um i know we had a few folks that were patiently waiting um to speak uh on the part one of this call uh brandon i believe you were one of those people if you want to go ahead and raise your hand uh, request to speak, then I can bring you up on stage. Um, but also, if anybody else from the community has any questions, uh, clarifications, um, concerns, or, or just ideas that they want to bring to us, uh, please go ahead and request to speak, and we'll go ahead and bring you up here to talk. Anybody interested in, in speaking? And, and if not, we'll, we'll go ahead and keep it a short call for today. Um, give everybody back the rest of their Taco Tuesday, um, and so that you can enjoy the rest of the week. Have you, how have you not reminded me about Taco Tuesday? Taco I think Tuesday. this is the first. Yeah, but this, I think this is the first community call that you mentioned, and like I, I completely forgot. I mean, <laughs> here, here in Germany, we only have um, kebabs. Ah, I, I, I miss, I miss, I miss good Mexican. There we go. See, for those of you who uh, who have watched, we crashed about the Adam Newman WeWork story. You'll know about TGIM. Thank goodness it's Monday. Uh, we've got Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. Wednesday is Hump Day. Tequila is, personally for me, it's, it's Tequila Thursday. Um, and then Friday, we've got TGIF. So a different holiday every day of the week. Um, on that note, though, we do have Mr. Sir from Orbital Apes um, requesting to speak here. I'm going to go ahead and bring you up onto stage. Um, and would love to hear what's on your mind today and, and what's new in the world of Orbital Apes. Hello, guys. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Awesome. Hi, how are you? Um, well, since anybody, nobody is coming up to speak, I wanted to uh, ask a question to Fede. Like, once upon a time, he teased in Twitter about having a IBC EVM workshop. Um, and then I also saw a poll that he did about what uh, people should think Elmo should focus on. And IBC EVM won the poll. So, Fede, when can we expect some workshop by you on how we can integrate EVM contracts with IBC, um, a master course in IBC, I guess. Uh, and also, I wanted to know if, if you're planning on doing this, uh, what can we do to help? I would personally love to help you uh, organize it uh, in any way you, you want. Yeah, so uh, until, and thanks for, thanks for the question. Um, one of the the main limitation right now is like until now most of the changes uh to incorporate an IVC uh EVM interoperability functionality had to be rely like had to rely on 
um, on changes like adding a new module. But with, for example, with these uh, stateful precompile contracts um, that we have in mind, that we have in our on, in our roadmap, you will be able to call this smart contract just using like um, yeah, you'll be able to call this smart contract by just like interacting with it. Um, and we like the, so that you won't be blocked uh, by the core team implementing some of these functionalities like we use, for example, with the ERC20 module. Um, so once we once we define that and once we define the scope of like uh, these um, refactor and uh, in implementing all these precompile uh, functionality, then we'll be able to create uh, an IVC specific precompiled contract. So then uh, you as a developer will be able to call smart contracts, the smart contract to transfer, um, to transfer like IVC assets out or for example, use ICA in the future, um, interchain accounts. Um, so once that's done, I think we can move forward with a workshop once this is uh, once this is done. Awesome, thank you very much. Uh, and I said before, just let us know whenever you're ready and if you need any help organizing it, and I would love to give you a hand. Definitely. Um, and of course, there will be like relevant documentation out of this once we um, will be updating our specification um, so that people will be able to like, oh, how do I integrate IVC with my smart contract? And you will just be able to follow those instructions and integrate it uh, natively, or maybe in your uh, also UI. Awesome, super exciting. And I, I know a, a lot of people are gonna be excited for when you are ready to give that workshop, Federico. Uh, thank you, Mr. Sir, and, and just everything that you guys are, are working on at Orbital Apes. It's always exciting to see your guys' progress and, and the support you guys have given to the overall community. On that note, I do want to, I see another hand from Loredana. Uh, Loredana, I'm going to go ahead and bring you up on stage. For those of you who don't know, Loredana is part of, and I'm sure she'll give an intro here in a second too, she's part of a group of volunteers that have contributed a bunch to the Evmos ecosystem. Um, and I know she gave a great talk at uh, in Korea at some of the events happening there in the past couple of weeks. So definitely recommend you guys all check those out. Um, but Loredana, thanks for joining us today and would love to hear what's on your mind. Yeah, sure. Um, so the first uh, IBC powered uh smart contract smart uh, powered evm uh, has uh, been demonstrated at uh, hackatom in east korea and i've uh, i held a talk about this so uh, we already have uh, an implementation a prototype for um, evm transact for ibc transfers and interchain account transfers um, inside the evm so we'll be very excited to uh, collaborate further with Evmos, especially that it seems like uh, I will be coming to Berlin. So uh, looking forward to uh, interchain standards, EVM interchain standards from uh, starting from Evmos. There we go. I love, I love, I love that word. Standard interchain. Or, well, sorry, say it, say it again, Lord. No. I'm going to butcher it here. Interchain EVM standards uh, go. from Evmos. 
what a powerful thing. And Federico, yeah, did you want to add on to that at all? Yeah, so I think I think that is going to be big. Um, I think, and and this is talking from experience, and probably Loredana, you can relate. One of the major limitations of um, working with Go Ethereum is that Go Ethereum was never meant to be a framework for building EVM chains. Um, that's exactly one of the reasons why Polygon exists. And um, we just want to make Ethermint, which is our EVM library, the canonical EVM library for building uh, smart contract uh, chains. And we really want to push forward uh, to this um, so that there can be like value accrual for FMOs and we can create to we can create um a value for the entire EVM ecosystem. Um, one of the major functionalities that we're working as Loredana said is like interchain EVM functionality um, that is going to be enabled by these and other um, like items that we have in our roadmap. Uh, but the main thing is that you will be able to switch out the EVM implementation. So for example, if you want to have like the default uh, Go Ethereum EVM, you can use that. Or if you want to have your custom EVM with custom uh, pre-compile contracts, you will be able to deploy your EVM compatible chain using that. Um, so that's something that we're really excited to work on and, and to work on these like functionalities together with other members of the community who we expect that will be joining us in this endeavor. Super, super exciting indeed. Um, and, and thank you, Lordana, for coming up to, to share a little bit more about the work that you've contributed to the, making that happen. Um, on that note, I, I do want to give a, a final call in case anybody wants to come up and, and share or ask any questions about what they're working on. Um, if not, we'll go ahead and give back time. I th see, uh, for instance, Scott Sunartro. Scott, would you uh, would you be interested in, in coming up and sharing a little bit about the... I know that you're part of Blockchain at Berkeley, and I saw them get a validator finally up online. Any, and a few questions from the community asking about that validator. Um, I thought perhaps you might want to come up and share a little bit more about uh, what it is that you guys are, are working on over at uh, Cal Blockchain. But we'll see if... Ah, there we go. There's Scott. Hey, hey. And, for those of, and for those of you who don't know, Scott, he's got the best dating advice on Twitter. Highly recommend you guys all go give him a follow. Uh, super smart guy also building in the Cosmos ecosystem and going to be teaching the first Cosmos-based blockchain course on UC Berkeley starting this fall, which is super exciting. But Scott, I'll, I'll hand it over to you uh, in case you want to share anything about the Blockchain at Berkeley validator. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I think like, you know, um, that's really kind of like, you know, a lot of the alpha leak there. Uh, we were planning to make an announcement uh, pretty soon once the epoch kicked in and we are actually in the active set. Um, but like yeah, I think like recent, uh, like basically yesterday, uh, we basically got into the um, active set for like FMOS. I think we're I think top one hundred and thirty there. Um, should be like you know around noon today. Uh, we'll basically like once the like new epoch strikes, we're gonna be like you know actually in like the active set, uh, producing like blocks. 
Um, but like, yeah, I think in general, uh, like the blockchain and Berkeley community have been like pretty excited in finding new ways to contribute to the Cosmos ecosystem for a while now. Um, we like last semester we've run uh, internal research team within uh, within within blockchain at Berkeley, where we basically do a lot of spend a lot of time uh, learning and also uh, writing a lot of internal resources about Cosmos and uh, an IBC. And like um, now, like we're just like you know decided that okay, we have the infrastructure here to kind of like run a validator, and so we brought in a lot of like you know, other students in Berkeley who was also interested in Cosmos, kind of like plan it all out. And like finally yesterday, uh, we got an af- an active set, um, like run like we we got a lot a lot of de- delegations running. A lot of the members also delegated their own tokens um, to the validator and so on and so forth. And so we're just like looking forward in general to be more engage, uh, engaging more with the FMS community. And, and like, yeah, I think in the next um, few weeks or so, we're going to start pushing out more content with regards to how we plan to use the commission fees um, from the validators, to, especially to just kind of reinvest it back to the community and funding public goods and efforts um, in terms of like development and or government governance. Uh, for the FMOS community and so on and so forth. Um, but like, yeah, I think that's pretty much it from the validator side of things. Um, I don't know if there's anything, any questions specifically coming from the community that they're interested in. Awesome. No, that that's all great. I mean, I did see one or two questions. Um, I think people actually specifically tagged you on Twitter, just asking, you know, what does Cal Blockchain do? Um, you know, for externally, it just looks like yet another student organization. But I'm curious if, if there's anything that, in your opinion, makes blockchain Cal, blockchain at Berkeley special. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I think for like I think like you know, that's very core. Um, blockchain Berkeley is really kind of like um, the student run club, right? It's a like a blockchain organization at Berkeley. But what really kind of sends sends us apart is that. Uh, we're not only kind of like a student club in a sense that we're only trying to impact kind of the local student community, but we also kind of like try to play kind of a bigger role within the blockchain space in general. So, um, for instance, uh, within the organization, we have uh, like kind of like teams doing consulting work for like, you know, Fortune 500 companies and also like doing consulting work for other like, you know, uh, like blockchain protocols. We're also actively involved in a lot of like DeFi protocol governance. So, um, like for instance, Cal Blockchain is one of the bigger delegates in, like, say, the Uniswap protocol, um, like, and then DYDX and so on and so forth. And so, in general, we want to give like a like an experience for like a lot of the um, like basically like UC Berkeley students to kind of get more involved in this space. So it's like not only that you are learning about the space. But you're also finding like creative ways to contribute back, and I think we see uh, running our new validator program on Cosmos is yet another way for us to really kind of contribute back to community. And I think like it's a uh, it's actually really interesting that I think like a lot of the blockchain and Berkeley founders and like blockchain and Berkeley like alumni are actually like you know pretty active and pretty like uh, like actually really really well and really really awesome work in the cosmos space like you know um sunny is like um like running osmosis with dev oja and so on and so forth and like Fede, liam and like you know akash and so like yeah i think it's just super cool to see a lot of like you know our like you know blockchain berkeley i'm nice and like other uh people adjacent use berkeley blockchain ecosystem who's like you know super who has gotten deep super deep into cosmos and we just like look to kind of like you know 
uh, be more involved in general. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, and, and yes, full disclosure, myself, Federico, and, and other members of the Evmos team are alumni of Blockchain at Berkeley and, and uh, who goes by the tag on Twitter, Cal Blockchain. Um, and it's super exciting to see them continuing to participate in not just the Evmos ecosystem, but the greater Cosmos ecosystem in, in general. Uh, just, thank you, Scott, for coming up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, just... Uh... Uh, just an, a note there that we are not affiliated with the voter or we're not associated with the voter, uh, even though we're alumni of Cal Blockchain. Um, so yeah, just just wanted to point that out. Um, that the Evmos team is not running a validator of yep. any sort. Yep, that's correct. Good disclosure. Always, always do your own research. And, and thank you, Scott, for, for coming up. We're going to go and take one more uh, speaker today. Uh, we've got Phil uh, coming up here. I'm going to go ahead and, and bring you up. Um, Phil, let us know what is on your mind today. The role, way too quickly. So anyway, I just wanted to speak out loud and say we've got hell of a dream team today. And it's what we're pointing that out. Uh, the Orbital Lips guys, which I've been talking a little with, and Fede as well, Lordana, probably best coder I've seen out there. Uh, so all of these guys working around this interesting ecosystem, I just thought it was worth giving you a shout out today. And on the second end, I, I wanted to talk about the thing uh, that Lordana mentioned, these interchain EVM standards. And I see on the pin messages something about the gravity breach. So I, I was in my personal end of this equation, more on the risk and perspective, uh, how is it going to be performed? Is it just going to be an EVMO stuff or is it going to be something that can be interoperable with the EVM itself on the Ethereum side? And in that perspective, uh, if those interchain functions could be passed on through Ethereum, what is it going to be about the security end? And therefore, is the gravity bridge in somewhere in between of some kind? Yeah, so the interchain standard itself is um, using the EVM. So like, okay, let, let me take a step back. The interchain standards on Cosmos are uh, the standard for IVC, uh, which is a protocol for interoperability for the ones that don't know, um, that made Cosmos popular, that we've been, um, that I myself was part of as a core engineer. And I think like what Loredana was mentioning, as well was like that we want to build uh, custom interoperability between like EVM compatible chains uh, that are running on DFT networks. In this case, for example, Cosmos. Um, so if you have like, two, two chains running on Cosmos that are EVM compatible, that you could uh, not only transfer assets via IVC between them, but you can eventually like run uh, custom contract calls uh, between these two chains. So making the the smart contracts on both chains truly composable. So you'll be able to call a smart contract on uh, on Evmos from uh, another chain and vice versa. So that's kind of like the standards that we're referring here. Um, it's not, it's not uh, related in any way. Uh, to what Gravity Bridge is uh, doing and building and, and I guess deployed um, at this point, but it's more about the interoperability standards between two EVM compatible chains. I'm not sure if that answers your question. 
Yeah, yes, it does because yeah, I'm of course not that much in deep in the technical stage of it, but I thought it was something to eventually dig deeper into. I think this could some places in the future be possible to have a native EVM states on the Ethereum side, kind of communicating and sending messages with the IBC connected side of Avmos. Well, while still at some point inheriting of both securities, because Ethereum's end is, of course, and forever will be higher secured than Evmos will be. And it will be, in my personal opinion, interesting to dig deeper into this gravity bridge stuff to not just transact value in tokens, but eventually try to think about a future in which information can be transited between uh, EVM deployed smart contracts, which could eventually have interactions with Evmos side and therefore IBC uh, uh, related stuff uh, on the state execution. Yeah, so pretty much. Um, I don't have anything else to add to what you just said. I think like you summarized it well. Um, I'm not sure, Liam, you want to add something to that? Nothing for me. Appreciate you, uh, you coming up here, Phil. Yeah, thank you. I've been trying to reach out to you guys for quite some time. So this was a good introduction today. Hope we're going to have that talk again soon. Awesome. We'd love to keep the conversation going indeed. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for coming today. Really shout out from the community. It was a pleasure to have a drink in. Thank you, Phil. And, and thank you for everyone else that joined us today. Uh, it is always great to hear uh, your guys' feedback, concerns, questions, and all the rest of it. Uh, just so that we can continue to make the Evmos ecosystem uh, stronger day by day. Um, join us next week, um, and we will give updates on uh, the fee splits and readiness, uh, and as well as just general partnership updates and everything going on in Evmos land. And have a great rest of this week, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the weekly Evmos community call, recorded on Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving, try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance, let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight, little dreamer Early to bed, early to rise With a rugged-ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, I don't know. I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll. Tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road. Gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fun.
motherfuckers that be summoning the trouble Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's Putting wins on the board every fucking day They love me on the team because I know my fucking place Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little has to do with what everything is. But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves. The future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Spaces.